Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, this may or may not be true. Nonetheless, the University of Arkansas did a study in it, specifically on the thickness of people's necks and what having a thick neck said about them. Apparently, thick neck men might make, in certain respects, good fathers. On the line from there is Dr. Mitch Brown. Afternoon, Mitch. Hello. When you embarked on this study, what was it you were trying to, to discover? Was it specifically necks you were looking at? Uh, yeah, it, so next, so with this one in particular, what happened was I was at a conference a few years ago and I saw someone give a presentation on neck musculature and connoting uh, certain aspects of men's physical capabilities in addition to what kinds of physical advantages larger musculature could afford men. Uh, and with that in mind, uh, I, I thought to myself, this makes perfect sense in terms of what it could possibly, could possibly connote because... For a while, I was pretty dissatisfied with this, with a lot of formidability research. So uh, the face, we we noticed the face immediately. We evolved to stand up straight, look straight forward. But at the same time, though, the face is not always the most reliable cue. Bodies tend to be much more reliable. But the problem with that is it takes more time to, uh, to assess somebody's uh, body com- compared to their face. So let's focus on the neck because the neck is, is, is that uh, intermediary, that juncture between face and body. And... With this research, it looks like there seems to be some kind of connection, and I, I wanted to uh, uh, un- understand what that junction is like uh, to connect uh, these two sets of features. Okay, and in general terms, did you find that people find a, a thick neck more formidable? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, in the in the broadest way possible, and not only have I found this, but other people found this too. Uh, uh, Neil Catan in Australia has found this, but essentially, yeah, uh, men with larger neck musculature, they're seen as just better fighters. They're seen as stronger. Other work I've done has shown that they're seen as more aggressive. They're better. Certain muscles can have one's better ability to protect you from danger. So primarily your, well, your, your trapezius muscles right here and your sternocleidomastoid. I, I, I colloquially call it the girth. Uh, but yeah, these, these features actually appear, uh, to uh, connote one's formidability pretty accurately. Okay, and and it, ha, as that relates to being a father, so then is when people see a thick neck, are they inferring that guy with the thick neck will always protect the children, or he's going to be a loving, caring, uh, a doting father who will uh, attend to their every need? So that's a, that's a good question. So so in this case here, uh, all these effects were driven, uh, at least in this study, uh, based on fatherhood through uh, the, uh, the trapezius muscles. So th- these guys right here. And what I found was that men with th- those larger muscles, they're seen as better able to protect their offspring. So will they actually do it? Maybe, maybe not. But uh, in, in this case here, they they look, they look like they're going to be more effective at doing that. That being said, though, there seems to be, at, it may be at the expense of uh, nurturing their children. So typically when people think of being an effective parent, you think about it in terms of protecting and nurturing your children. And just in general, we, we tend to perceive men as more effective at protection than nurturing, a uh, whole host of reasons for that, physical size differences, uh, you know, women carry, carrying the offspring, historically a lot of, a lot of care fell on them. But at, for men in particular, uh, there's this focus on protection, and there's actually some research suggesting that as one ramps up their uh, interest in protecting offspring, at least among men, it's oftentimes at the expense of uh doing other kinds of caring or fitness enhancing behavior. So oh. actually, uh, uh, well, so you're, you're still caring for the child, but you're doing it in a, in a very specific way that could be based around what you're expecting someone to do based around what their physical advantages are. 
Okay, so you, then could it be interpreted as meaning that, that the, the, the next size will indicate that this man mightn't be a great father if you, uh, unless you only define being a father as standing outside the door, the front door with an AK-47 warding off intruders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that, that's the thing, though. Uh, uh, in a perfect world, we would have everything. Every, every father would be able to do everything possible, but I mean, just in the end, as you know, everyone with parents knows, uh, there's, everyone tries their best as a parent, but sometimes certain things uh, j- just don't work out that way. And in some instances, people may let certain... Uh, things fall by the wayside or maybe not fall by the wayside, more like uh, they're willing to incur a cost of uh, some features could be much more prioritized. So maybe if you live in a very dangerous part of the world, uh, maybe someone who can protect you uh, have that proverbial AK-47, that uh, maybe that is going to be much more important for you compared to uh, someone who's able to get super hands-on and and just uh, care for the child physically all the time. Mm. And and again, if you can do both, you should do both. But some people tend to, but because these are uh, almost independent and maybe sometimes competing systems, uh, people tend to prioritize one set of traits over the other, and and, and just the, 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 we, we can typically identify the costs and benefits of someone just by virtue of what they look like. And so, so it, 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 within the confines of your study, then were the, were the perceptions of thin-necked men were the, were they, were they did they tend to be more negative? So, so that's the thing, though. I I, I don't think that I, I would actually be able to say that they're seen as more negative. Uh, uh, so uh, in in these studies in particular, it's uh, it's more along the lines of uh, in some domains having a big neck uh, appears to be fantastic. If, if if you want protection, if you're looking to have uh, have someone back you up, uh, then larger necks would be pretty great. But there's also another set of findings in that paper too, showing that men with large necks also appear less interested in long term mating, being able to uh, have strong. Uh, uh, committed pair bonds, sometimes monogamous pair bonds, primarily. But at the same time, though, men with smaller necks actually uh, uh, were seen as uh, more uh, seen as more interested in long-term mating compared to short-term mating. Which uh, so short-term mating would be looking for a one-night stand situation. Mm-hmm. So in, in this instance, actually, uh, there could be a benefit to, uh, for someone with a with a smaller neck. So let's say again, if, if you're looking to protect yourself uh, from harm, big necks all the way. But again, at the same time, though, a man with a large neck may come with his own costs, such that maybe he's also very aggressive in his own right, and maybe you're in a situation where aggression is not appropriate, or you may view this person as disinterested in having a long-term partnership, which, again, if you're looking to have that strong bipartisan investment having two parents, a large neck may implicate a man as not being able to satisfy any needs beyond just the protection that you may be looking for. Okay, all I'm hearing from this, Mitch, is that men with thin necks never get laid. I don't know if I want to say that. I mean, so as, as someone with with a, with a large neck myself, I can't relate. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so much bridging, so much bridging. Uh, uh, so, but in, in this case here, uh, so men with smaller necks, uh, I, I don't I don't want to say that, that that they're not getting laid. It's just that they may not be getting laid at, uh, in certain contexts. Other contexts, hmm. they, they may be seen as great. So. Uh, the, the notion of nice guys finishing last, uh, I mean, uh, that's not something that I would uh, uh, be able to say empirically actually happens one way or another. But at, at the same rate, though, sometimes just not being formidable, it could have its benefits. It, uh, it, it could be uh, 
you know, advantageous to be you know to be formidable if, if if you're looking for certain things. If you're looking for a one night stand, men with larger necks they they can be seen as uh, uh, your heuristic is this person may have good genes, but at the same time though. Uh, good genes may not be everything, and you may you know, tend to uh, forego that in terms of if you're seeing that is this person caring, is this person warm, is this person less likely to be aggressive toward our children. I've done other work showing too, actually, that less muscular men, even if they're not not supposedly getting laid as much, uh, they still are seen as pretty good for uh, uh, long-term context. If you uh, caring for your children. Uh, being there as that that doting father, if you will, uh, there's some work showing uh, some of that, that I've done. Basically, uh, we we had this stereotype in the U.S. I'm not sure if you guys have this here. There, uh, uh, what's known as a dad bod. So men with mm. that supposed dad bod, where they look to be, they have a higher level of body fat. They tend to look more uh, more more fatherly, particularly in the domain of are they going to care for that child, even if again, uh, muscular men could be seen as uh, well both uh, protective, yeah, potentially. Uh, aggressive toward their children. So it all kind of works into what's going to be more important for you in that context. Dr. Mitch Brown is from the Faculty of Psychology at the University of Arkansas. Mitch, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. With Anna Glaze on News Talk.